Hi, this is Karina Ganter's host of Behind the Pen. You're listening to the audio podcast. Enjoy. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Pen. I'm your host, Karina Gantas. I'm an award-winning author of 14 books, award-winning filmmaker, podcaster, YouTuber, booktuber. I host the Author Assist show on the Artist First Radio Network, and I also run Author Assist, which helps authors everything from brainstorming an idea through to marketing and promoting their book. Well, we are now on the 30th of... Uh, November. November, yeah, two more days, two more days, one. no, one, one, yeah, tomorrow, yeah. So last one, yes, that's it, and we're done, Napo Pomo is done, and touch wood, everything goes well, because everything's just been flying, it's been so easy this year, compared to last year, last year with Manic, but it's been so lovely, I've had some amazing guests, and I wanted to sort of go off, it's not the last one, we've got one tomorrow, but I wanted to go off with a, a bang on this one because this lady here, uh, Victoria Sakenti, she is not a stranger to the show. She was actually, I think she was my second guest back in four years ago when I first started the, the YouTube uh, podcast. I, I'm, I think I'll have to double check that. But Victoria, welcome back to Behind the Pen. Hi, hi, Karina. Thanks for having me back. Uh, no worries, no worries. We got lots to talk about in our time. Um, why don't you introduce yourself to our viewers and listeners? Well, I'm Victoria Sassanti, and I'm a uh, an award-winning multi-genre author. <laughs> That's who I am. I have. Um, I write paranormal, fantasy, romance, several uh, tropes. I do contemporary, I do steamy, that's pretty much it. I was born in Cuba, I speak two languages fluently. You may hear an accent from time to time, but that's because I spoke Spanish most of my life. I just adopted English later on as an adult. So, and I live in Orlando, I live in Central Florida. Uh, with a wonderful husband. I don't have any dogs because I like to go out on cruises. And if I do go out on cruises, then I have to put the poor dog in the kennel. And I hate doing that to a dog. But one of these days, I'm going to decide to just stop sailing. And then I will get my puppy. Oh, what sort of dog do you want? I'm sorry? What sort of dog do you want? Oh, I like them all. But, but I keep fluctuating. I keep going... I always wanted to have a uh, a uh, German Shepherd, but that changed over to a Scottish Border Collie. But my goodness, to have a Scottish Border Collie, it requires a great deal of energy on the part of the owner. Because if not, if you don't give the, the dog enough to do and enough duties and enough uh, uh, work, then the dog starts hurting you. And I really don't want to have that in my house. So now I'm moving down to a slightly smaller, uh, smaller breed. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I said you're going down for a smaller dog now. Start with the yeah. German Shepherd, the biggest you can get, and then slowly right, work I'm, your I'm way moving, down to I'm, Chihuahua. I'm, no, 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 no Chihuahua, but I, I think I, I'm, I love corgis. My, my neighbor across the street has a corgi and it's the cutest thing I've ever seen. It is adorable, especially when you're watching the corgi walk from behind. That little rear end of the corgi just switches, flips from side to side. It's the funniest thing. It's like a dance. 
Um, I like dachshunds, and my husband is fond of beagles, so there you go. Oh, beagles are That's beautiful. I love their ears. They're so floppy, their ears. I like... Um... Who doesn't want Snoopy? <laughs> Who doesn't want Snoopy, yeah. Um, what was that? Uh, oh, my mum had one. All the people have one. They're little dogs, but they're quite long-haired, and they're yappy, and they're jumping all over the place, and they're so... So hyper, huh? Not Yorkies? No, 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 no. It's, um, oh, I'll Um, remember it later. When I'm laying in bed tonight, I'll remember it. They're about that big. They're not, they're small, but they're long haired and they're just. Yorkies are small. I'm thinking, you might be thinking of. um, Very hyper. They jump up in. Are they all white? No, 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 no. They're more of a a brownie black colour. Huh. And they've got a little, little nose and they're, they're. Hair comes across and she too. No, no, they're very, oh. very. Um, it's a normal Hyper. dog for people to have. Um, always oh, bugging me now. <laughs> oh, well, that's who it is. So, so, yeah, you said Yorkie, and I thought you said Corgi, but yeah, no. it's a Yorkshire Terrier. They're tiny little dogs, yeah. but they're so yappy yeah. and they're really playful and 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 they like lots of hugs and uh, they're very small, yes. Very small, yeah, so they don't take up much room. They're just so yappy and, and noisy, that's a problem. Anyway, getting off the dogs, let's talk about your books. You never mentioned in your, um, when you were um, introducing yourself, how many books you've written so far, Victoria? I, I is this number 10? I think, I think this is number 10. Uh, right? Naomi's journey. Uh, Naomi's journey. Wonder, and then you've got the three, three there, and then you've got the one, two, four, three and there, and then four, yeah, right? yeah, ten. This will be number ten coming out. Right. Very very soon. Very soon, it's coming out. I'm gonna set it up for uh, pre-sale very very soon. It's already already went past round two of edits it's going now to the uh, to the uh, proofreader and as soon as it's in the proofreader's hand and I work out the blurb and whatnot boom out it goes because I already have the cover so I want it set up for a release of February 1st and that oh that's my birthday oh thank you (laughs) Um, and that's how you do it ladies and gentlemen that's how you do it you write a book you you write the first draft and because you're such an expert at writing you've done many books you've been doing it many years you don't need an uh, a second draft to send it to the editor the first draft is good enough to send it to the editor then when you get it back from the editor then the work starts because then you see where the inconsistencies <laughs> are the plot holes characters that aren't needed maybe a scene that she says to take out it's a waste of time having it and you listen to your editor they are a godsend yes, worth their are. weight in gold they really I are love, i love my editor and I you want to give her a shout out huh give her a shout out linda ingmanson ingmanson she's got a, a a swedish kind of nordic name so she's phenomenal she is fabulous she's careful she's a mentor more than a more than an author uh, editor as far as i'm concerned and her partner tony 
the team is is outstanding. Tony is also an incredible proofreader. She goes above and beyond what a normal proofreader will do. Yeah. She will actually investigate if you have terms. She will investigate the addresses that you write. She will, it, it's amazing. It's like having, and, and for someone like me who only has, who has a team of one as a writer, you know, I mean, so many authors have a continuity of, of people. They have, in addition to the editor, they have continuity. They have people who do the research. No, 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 this is it. Looking like, you're looking at her. It's me. That's it. Nobody else. So to have somebody like Linda and Tony assisting me, it takes a great deal of weight off my shoulders. Mm. I could have made terrible mistakes, but then they come in and they go, wait a minute. How about this? And how about that? You know, so, yeah. And you've been with them. You've been with them from the start. Have you used them? From, from From the very beginning. Wow. When I started working, Kind of like with you. When I started working, uh, working the manuscript, and I almost went to the end. And I literally went to the end of the manuscript. It was a huge manuscript of Destiny's Plan, and um, I had several people told them, you know, send out three chapters. You know how it is. You submit and you ask and you beg and, and all that kind of stuff. And then finally, I ran across Linda. She was. She used to be editor for Salmon. Do you remember the publishing house, Samwin? It's out of, uh, it went out no, of business a long ago. But anyway, um, she was the one of the acquiring editors. And I told her about it and I said, look, I'm independent, brand new. I, I, I need someone because I don't see the, I just don't see the errors. You know, when you write, you don't see the errors. Don't. It doesn't matter how many times you read <laughs> over that manuscript, you just go over the errors. They don't, they, they don't, don't comply. It's the craziest thing in the world. It really is. People, they think you're crazy, but it's true. So anyway, I, I sent her three chapters. She came back and said, I like your characters. That's what she liked. She says, I like your characters. I'll thank you. And from then on, first of all, she made me rewrite the entire manuscript. Okay. <laughs> I, I had to let's rewrite. Just, let's just thing. get that straight first. <laughs> let, let, let's just straighten that out. She made me rewrite the entire thing from beginning to end. And I had to, sh I literally, I shaved off anywhere from 60 to 80,000 words out of that manuscript. Whoa, that was big to start with. It was huge. It was a huge manuscript. I kept writing about this and writing about that. Blah, 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 blah. She said, you don't need this. You she, don't need that. She reeled you in, didn't she? She reeled yes. you in. She just she like, no. Nope. Like, yes. Yeah. It was amazing what she did. And from then on, uh, when I finished with Destiny's Plan, I, I started going with the second book, um, Destiny's Choice. And, and I said, please, will you take me? <laughs> She's like, of course, I'll take you. She said, I like your characters. I'll take you. And she, she came back and it was probably one of the best things I ever heard when she said, it's amazing how the improvement between your first manuscript, the first manuscript you sent me, to this one she said you learn so much from your editor it she said it's amazing i said but it's you you're yeah. the one yes you're the one you mentor me you tell me you say no yes no yes you know but, or you need this or you need that yeah. this is missing there we need yeah and that's it said, i will wait for her she's busy she's super busy both of them are um because i understand that linda has her work and then tony who 
who's kind of her partner, she also works strictly on on um, proofreads of her own. She has her own set of clients, but they're super busy. I always have to wait, but I don't mind. Yeah. I don't yeah. mind because the, the time when I gave uh, somebody else the proofread of my second paranormal book, I regretted it. Mm-hmm. I said, I'll never again, never again. I'd rather wait six months if I have to, to get Tony, to get Linda and then Tony. That's how good they are together. It's uh, when, when you find that team, when you've you found the cover designer, you've found the editor, and yes. you, do, you don't know how long you're going to be writing books for. You don't know if you're going to write more than one or whatever. But once you've found that team, that's who you then go to because they know you, you know them, they know your style of writing, they know what to expect. Right. The more we write, the more our voice changes. And yes. that then turns us into different genres because our voices change so much that we're not, we don't fit in that genre now. So let's try for this genre because we're going a bit more, mm, a bit more right. gritty, a bit more, yes. you know, stronger. So, so our voice changes, but what doesn't change is the editor because it doesn't matter that our voice changes. They still know our style of writing. They yes, know what we're trying true. to get across. They know how how we as authors speak, whether we've matured or not, we've matured with them. And we've learned everything from our editor. It's amazing yes. what you can learn from your editor. You can be a brilliant writer and you might not even need an editor, but you send that to the right editor and you see a big difference in your manuscript, whether you can write and whether you don't Believe need it. an editor or not, whether you're an editor yourself. Editors have yeah, to find an editor to read their manuscript because like we just said earlier, even as an editor, they're going to fly over those mistakes that they've made because yeah. they're the author. They don't see those mistakes. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, and, and, and the other thing is like, um, well, for right now, I'm about, I'm in the midst, not in the midst, but I started, I'm somewhere around chapter four or five, somewhere around there. I can't remember, but I started a, a, a very gritty, very unlike me kind of romance. This is dark. This one's dark. This one um, starts out hard. And I am saying to myself, please, Linda, don't reject it. <laughs> take the manuscript I'm just hoping that she will you know it's just one of those things where it's like oh my god will she approve or she won't approve but but I hope she will so when I did that and I went dark 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 I I triggered my editor and she said that shows how good your writing is Okay. So do I put a trigger warning on my book? Well, those that know me know I, the hell I will not. I will never put a trigger warning on my book because the best selling authors like Colleen, like uh, Patterson, like King, do they put trigger warnings on their book and the shit that they have in those pages? Oh, I know. Nothing is dull compared to what I write. So no, until they start doing it, I won't do it. And I don't think that readers should expect independent authors to put the trigger warnings on. I'm sorry. If your blurb shows the genre and what they're going to get, if the cover shows 
what they're yeah. going to get. You don't need to give them any other warnings. Absolutely, especially reviews. If blurb, right, if the blurb, blurb. Them, this is this is what it is. Then I, although I have to say that I read, I I have a friend, an author friend. He's from Australia. He's a marvelous author, by the way. Absolute great writer. I love his stuff. And he just veered off his. He's been doing a lot of. Um, uh, uh, paranormal, but but bloody paranormal. He gets into vampires, you know, scary stuff, almost borderline scary stuff. Um, and he just went off and did a dark romance, a really strong dark romance. And the stuff he wrote in his in his blurb, it's hysterical because he said, "Look, this this is this is a strong. There's violence. There's this. There's that. If you are an adult and you get triggered by, you have no business." reading this book <laughs> i think that's the only way i would use the word trigger in my blurb is by warning them if you get I'm triggered right. you shouldn't have bought the damn book in the first place right he says if you if you are squeamish if you are do you have no business reading this book i said well that is what i call a warning <laughs> but he's you know he's covering his bases i understand but he's got such a following they'll just Right they'll, they'll love it anyway. I was yeah. I was very worried with my fan base because I've I've done like you, um, very uh, tame and sweet romances, uh, fantasy, um, young adult, and then I went to erotica. Lost a few during that, but then when I went to dark romance, I thought, oh, you know, I better give my a warning in my newsletter that this is coming up. Um, it was my. It's been my bestseller. It's translated in five languages. I've won two awards. The women love it. The, <laughs> the women love violence and sex and yeah. mix with violence, sex. Well, this is what this book is about. So I'm going to have to tell my editor because warn her. You know, I, I have to tell her. Just, just try to understand where this is coming from. How it, how the story develops. It's how the story develops, and and things will change eventually. But right from the beginning, right from the start, at least three quarters into that manuscript, it's, it's going to be dark. dark. It's going to be dark. It's going to be mm. rough. It's just the way it is because it's a story of revenge. And when what? you're dealing with revenge, that's how it is. Of course. Is, is this is this off of one of your series, or is this something totally new? Is this off no, this, the Central Florida ones? No, this is part of the Central Florida. Oh, it is the Central Florida. Yes, but you're going a bit darker in this one. Right. This is part of the Central Florida. You know that the Central Florida stories have each have their own story arc, mm -hmm. even though they kind of they kind of collide within the the ambiance or the the environment of the and the characters the, well there's the the club nexus is kind of like the pivotal central piece there that's the pin point and of course central florida the yeah. you know it's it's the city of orlando in in uh, central florida but but every story arc begins and ends and that's the end of it you know mm -hmm. you may see the characters in the next book or so but but that's that's neither here nor there. They do not interfere with the storyline at all. No. They are just ancillary. They mean nothing to the story itself. Yeah. This one is is Ethan. This one is uh, Ethan's story. The owner, uh, Kurt's partner. All right. Yeah, this one is Ethan. Okay. And it's going to be a doozy. 
We've got some BDSM in it. Oh, it's more than BDSM. It's going oh, to be really hardcore. It's going to be dark. Where where because did you again, get like said, what have you been really reading lately? Have you been reading um Broken Chains by any chance? No, I read Broken Chains a long time ago. Oh, good, good, good. What else have you been reading to to get you into this? Because you need to get into a uh, a mindset to be able to write something like this. You can't just go off and well, grab a pen and I, off you go. I started reading somebody else's, uh, 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 an author, a different author, somebody I haven't read before. And, and she's got, she's, she deals with that subject. You know, I have read other books in the past that are very dark, but, but she deals with that subject of, of revenge and whatnot, you know, so I've, I've used that as, as some not as a, research, yeah. as some sort of an influence, you know, yeah. uh, allow the influence to bleed over to me. Uh, but in the meantime, I I just finished doing a um, a uh, review for a friend, not a review as to write a review for the book, but just go over the book because a, this friend uh, she wrote about a couple that is Cuban American, and she wanted to get my opinion. All right, make sure that she the story, got the story has, has strong BDSM elements, you know, mm. strong. no no doubt about that. But she wanted to make sure that she didn't uh, cross over or did not do anything that was incorrect or or uncharacteristic of the of the Cuban American gotcha. uh, culture. Mm. So she wanted me to do it, and I just finished reading that. Uh, I like her style. She, I think she's a great writer. Um, she writes really well, and I just gave her my and I just finished. Like I said three days ago, two days ago, because I was in the midst of editing. Da, 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 yeah, da, da, of course. Like yeah, you're juggling you know, everything. Editing. Yeah, See, the paranormal, you know, so. I think with, with the, this lady here, she doesn't just uh, write like most authors do. They stick to a series and they write <laughs> one, two, three, four, five books, maybe some novellas in between to go with the series. No, this one pops off to do a hot, spicy, fantasy, paranormal romance. And then jumps into Florida, our time, and does a revenge BDSM erotica drama. And then when that's done, she goes back then to the fantasy. How how do you stop the two from clashing? Um, I know you've got different characters. I know you've got a different world building for both of them. But well, that's it. I mean, they're both pretty spicy. They're both pretty racy, both series. series. Well, I'll tell you what's happened. What has happened with um, with the paranormal, the first book was pretty over the top. As far. Not over the top, but it was pretty spicy. You know, mates, mates uniting, eternal mates, blah, blah, blah. You sex, know. sex, and more sex. Yeah, got it. All of that. But then, but here's the thing. When I got to the next book, the characters in the next book led me in the direction of more of more of an adventure type thing. So even though there is still it's in the background, not yes, the forefront. And, and I don't never I never shy away from writing sex. Never have. Even with Destiny's Plan, I wrote sex. Don't shy away from it. It's just one of those things, you know, but, but in the case of the third 
paranormal story, the emphasis was not so much on the actual mating of the lovers, if you will, mm -hmm. but more of the recognition of who they were and how they joined together in this fight against the forces, the evil forces that were threatening not only the Titanian race, but also humanity and Earth as it is. Give me a five minute rundown of what um, Titanian Chronicles is all about. Well, to start out with, the Titanian race is, there are, they are descendants of the original Titans. Uh, in Greek mythology, first were the Titans. They were the ones who started the universe. And then there was the Titanomachy. The Titanomachy was the fight between the Olympians who resisted like Zeus and Hera, who resisted the rule of the Titanians because Zeus wasn't happy with the stuff that Cronus was doing. Some of them were ingesting their own sons and daughters. You know, they were doing all kinds of weird stuff. So Zeus said, you know what? I, we don't like this stuff. I'm trying, of course, I'm trying to be a little, uh, yeah. I'm being a little, uh, I don't know what to call it, you know, irreverent, if you will. But but that that's, that was the basic point. So he rebelled. He fought them. They fought back. And eventually they, they won. So they were um, exiled from the from the plane that we know as Earth. Some of them were destroyed. Some of, and in my book, Kronos is imprisoned. And he lands, well, that's part of the myth too. He lands in Tartarus under the rule of Hades. Hades is Kronos's son. Mm -hmm. And in my story, Hades takes some of Cronus's magic. He absorbs it. During some process, while he's trying to set up his world in Tartarus and, you know, he's setting up the, the uh, hell and the dominion of hell, blah, blah, blah. He's got Electo, one of the Furies, who is telling him, Master, you should have an army of your own. So Hades says, oh, what a great idea. Bob. So he's going to have, he tries to create, use his father's magic, Cronus, to create an army of his own. When that happens, magic being fickle as it is, goes haywire and he starts, instead of creating a loyal army, he creates an army that tries to fight him. This is Astaroth, the, uh, the leader of the Daemon race who continues to fight Titanians as the story, the series progresses. But in the moment where the demon race took power, the universe, such as it is, smart and wondrous and, and magnificent, decided to create a race that would fight and would be able to fight demons on their own terms. Thus, the Titanian race came to being. They were mixed. They were a mix of blood between Titans, Griffin, Dragon, and faith, they had a little bit of faith thrown in the mix. They became, they they came into being this amazing, uh, huge warrior breed, uh, able to, to fight and to resist all kinds of magic, fight the demons on their own terms, and that's where we are today. Except they have one flaw. The, the um, unmated Titanians, if they continue to stay unmated for long periods of time, and they do have a long, long life, they can last centuries. They can live for centuries, thousands of years. But if they continue 
unmated for a long period of time, then bloodlust sits in. They go rogue. Mm. The only way to end the bloodlust is to mate. And that's how <coughs> continues. The so mates, the, the fourth book that is coming out on the 1st of February, what's it called? Titanian Warrior. Titanium Warrior. Titanium Warrior is Hagen's story. Hagen is, Soren is the enforcer. He's yeah. the older brother. And he appears in the first, in the second book. That's who Soren is. He's the enforcer in charge of protecting the North American con continent in addition to maintaining order in the Titanian ranks. Oh, yeah. He is charged with maintaining the integrity and ensuring that none of the Titanians go rogue. Because if they anyone who go rogue, anyone who goes rogue, he is in charge of exterminating executing them. Do you know how long this series is gonna go on for? Any ideas? Well, <laughs> um at least one more book mm -hmm. after this. And what about the Central Florida story? Because you're on the third book this will be the third book you're writing now and what i haven't told you is that i already have a short story oh. uh, a short story um related to the central florida uh series or stories uh is already finished and went to because uh, it's going to be part of an anthology mm -hmm. uh the people at uh floridian kansas they are they are releasing an anthology and that's where my story my anthology is going to be featured until april and then it's all mine to do whatever i want to do with it that's so that a fantastic marketing way of getting people to know about your central florida series is by right. doing that short story then reading right. the anthology thinking oh my god i really enjoyed this can i get more oh yeah of course you can there's a whole series for you <laughs> waiting for you no i love that <laughs> yeah no i yeah. love that fact, there's gonna be there's already two books and there's gonna be one more coming so yes and that one the potential for uh central florida is it could go on however. because I have all these they have all these characters that show up that have shown up in the first and then they've, they've continued to show up so I can just pull each one like in this case I'm pulling uh Ethan, Ethan. Ethan definitely has his own story, story. yeah so and and along with Ethan there's Ross and then there's Pete you know and so yeah it can go on Brilliantly. It's just coming up with, with new exciting plots that haven't been done before, right. you know. That's yeah. the that's the only catch. So um Victoria, where can people find your books right now? I'm in Amazon. I am in uh Barnes and Noble, the Nook. I'm in Apple, I'm in Google Play. She's uh, wide, everyone. You can find yes. her in all of the good online oh, bookstores. Yes. Oh, everywhere. And, you can go and some everywhere. of her books are also in audio. So check out Audible uh, for some of her uh, audio books. And if you love reading audio books, uh, Amazon actually give you a good deal. If you buy the ebook and the audio book at the same time, you get a really good deal. Um, do you have your own website? Are you on social media? Yes, Victoria Sassanti writes, and I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm in uh, Pinterest. I don't have a huge presence there, but I'm in Pinterest. I'm in uh, Instagram. I have also a very small 
presence, been in and out of Twitter. Twitter is going, undergoing right now some changes, <laughs> but I'm there anyway. I have a small, small presence in TikTok and TikTok is also undergoing some changes. So we'll see what happens, but the big ones, I'm there. If you read any of Victoria's books, as I'm sure you will, because we've got you very, very excited, haven't we, about that? Yes, we have. Yes, um, we have. Pop over to uh, BookBub and leave reviews there because she can actually answer you and have a chat with you about how much you love the book because you will love the books. <laughs> Trust yes. me, I've read them. And I don't read a lot, especially um, of uh, people I work with, unfortunately, because I don't have the time. But something about uh, Victoria's books, I just, every time something comes out, I have to read it. So uh, that's how yes, good they are, do. yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. That's well, cool. Um, thank you, Victoria, for coming on as uh, a guest and, and talking about your work yes, and you. the way that uh, authors work and authors think. So it gives a bit of more insight for these uh, readers to understand the process that we go through, the long process we go through yes. from having long. an idea to finally having that book in our hands and the rewriting process is that constant it's like a, a a continuous cycle of trying to make it better and better but it takes a long time it yeah. does it does, it does yeah and and for people that don't know it actually costs money because we don't we yes, can't publish does. a book for free it's actually bloody expensive because you yeah. have the cover designer you have the editor you have the proofreader you have made art readers some of them charge because they're amazing and you, you they deserve it um you have uh, the formatter you have then the promoter or the marketer that helps get your books out because yeah. you're too busy writing the next one to promote your own books and all of that costs money and, yes, and so so you need to keep that in mind when you see a fantastic book and it's not 99 cents. Right. Okay, <laughs> because that author deserves every penny of what that book costs. So I thank you, I, I, Victoria, for being a guest on Behind the Pen and all the best with the rest of your awesome, awesome books. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Hey folks, you're listening to the podcast Behind the Pen. Behind the Pen brings you fun and entertaining interviews by amazing creatives. And if you'd like to support and keep the podcast going, you can donate via my Linktree page. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash Karina Gantus, all small letters. Every dollar helps me share my platform with these amazing artists. Don't forget to follow like and review the podcast your support means everything <laughs>